If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. And sometimes the amount of stories that make their way to us means that we simply can't cover everything that comes our way. But from time to time, a story just stays with me, and I feel compelled to share it with you and give you my thoughts. And now, one more thing. Every day we rely on law enforcement to save lives. Then on January 6th, we relied on law enforcement to save our democracy. We saw what happened. The Capitol Police, the D.C. Metropolitan Police, Other law enforcement agencies were attacked and assaulted before our very eyes, speared, sprayed, stomped on, brutalized, and lives were lost. And for three hours, the defeated former president of the United States watched it all happen. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-cop. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-democracy. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-American. That, of course, the voice of the President of the United States, Joseph R. Biden, discussing the events of January 6th. Now, if you've been watching the January 6th hearings from the United States House Select Committee uh, in prime time, uh, you've been able to learn even more truths about what we all saw happen. But there's something that kind of stands out to me. Um, in, in this position, I have to pay attention to what both sides of the political aisle are saying about a given thing. And those with more conservative beliefs, values, for the most part, tend to espouse law and order. They tend to uh, almost invariably support police, policing as an institution, 
as an idea. Um, and the most traditional forms of it don't seem to be very off-putting. It is somewhat of a challenge for the more conservative folks in this country to even rethink policing. But when it comes to the January 6th hearings and, and the events of January 6th, we start to notice a bit of, I, I guess, a bit of a disconnect. And that's not the only one. And this has kind of troubled me. Now, this is not for me to say who's right or who's wrong. You know, the people on the left believe what they believe and the people on the right believe what they believe. And for the most part, somewhere in the middle, we find a path forward. Um, but what I'm noticing on the right in particular is a lot of hypocrisy, a lot of uh, inconvenient issues that they have to deal with. And ultimately, rather than tackling them head on or rather than saying, oh, hey, we kind of missed the mark on this, often I see at least in the media, folks try to explain things away. So I'll make my point. Um, and, and just so you know that I'm not being unfair, this is not a left versus a right thing. You know, uh, if, if again, you've watched the January 6th hearings, you know that uh, Liz Cheney is a Republican and she is one of the folks coordinating um, for the United States House Select Committee. Um, again, we saw what happened, but for those had, that didn't know what went on behind the scenes, or maybe you haven't, you know, been able to watch these uh, these January sixth uh, committee hearings, I'll give you the Cliff's notes. Um, we saw testimony from uh, the former President Donald Trump's close circle of advisors. Um, we learned that many of these people were telling him that he lost the election. And it was folks who were not formal uh, in their relationship with, they, they did not have a formal relationship with the president, uh, namely uh, Giuliani, who were doing their best to convince the president otherwise, that he had in fact won the president or presidency, or there was a different approach that he could take rather than acknowledging defeat. He could rile the troops in a manner of speaking. And in any event, there were other people there that pressed Donald Trump to invite all the folks down to uh, Washington, D.C. and um, protest, quote unquote. Um, these committees also shown a light on how Donald Trump behaved during every step of the way. As we know, he watched the events unfold on Fox News um, as the Capitol was being attacked. Um, afterward, when he went out to address the crowd, he made it a point to say that he loved everyone. Um, the, the, the committee showed some of the outtakes from when he addressed the nation at large and some of the, some of those outtakes you know he had a tough time really condemning the folks that came out because they were his supporters you know um and there was misdirection and misinformation people were trying to blame antifa and in the same conversation acknowledged that they were trump supporters and so 
it just didn't look good. It didn't look like a solid case that they made for themselves. And it really looked like what it was. Um, so they couldn't even come up with a with a convincible lie or explanation um, for what happened. Not just Trump, but, you know, all of his um, team members. And so what we have left is a Republican base. Right. Now. I've learned that in this country, rather than affiliating or aligning our vote with the group that tends to uh, encompass our beliefs more often than the other group, it's more like we're playing for teams and we're or, or it's, it's almost tribal or almost like a gang mentality. Whether or not our team is right or wrong, we're just going to stand firm with them. And this is why uh, Liz Cheney, uh, being a Republican and, and coordinating these uh, January 6th hearings, is so important. Because she's pursuing the truth and wanting to hold people accountable for their actions. Um, obviously, Donald Trump is the primary person who couldn't be held accountable. The thing is, that doesn't seem to be the case throughout the Republican Party, throughout the Republican establishment even. So what I've come to terms with is that there's a bit of what, what feels like Republican hypocrisy. You know, these are the folks that historically, as far as I know, have stood on truth, justice, and the American way. And these are the folks that you know, this is the God squad. These are the people that, you know, God, guns, and country, you know. And again, these ideas that they espouse, they don't seem to live up to them when it's inconvenient for their narrative or the narrative that they want chronicled about them. And to illuminate some of the, some more of these hypocrisies, you know, as, the, as uh, Joe Biden mentioned in our open, you know, these are folks that attacked police officers. Again, any anywhere else, anywhere outside of this January 6th conversation, you'll find that a Republican base is super pro-law enforcement. Support the cops. Support our first responders. You know, this is the narrative that they want. This is how they want to be portrayed. But when it comes to the January 6th specific insurrection, um, folks try to explain it away. It was just a, a rowdy crowd. You know, it's like they're not acknowledging on the right in the media. They're not acknowledging the full weight of what we're seeing uh, on television for these January 6th committees, uh, hearings. And so this Trump supporting crowd of Republicans can attack these police officers and end some of their lives. And Everyone just is like, well, there's nothing to see here. Right? So that feels hypocritical a bit. But if that were the only thing, we wouldn't be having this recording right now. So I'll move on. Um, there's something that stands out to me. You know, the American flag. You know, in, in recent years, the American flag 
in my estimation and many other people's, has taken on a new meaning. You know, when I was growing up, the American flag stood for the United States of America, all of us, everyone that lived in the USA. And sometime around Donald Trump's campaign uh, for the presidency and, and his swell in popularity with a certain facet of this country, that flag started to mean something a little different. Now, no one came to me and told me this. It just kind of felt a little different. The people that wielded the flag, the people that put it on their cars, flew it around. Um, those people tended to have bumper stickers and T-shirts and things like this that overall suggested that the flag was for their United States of America and everyone else was interfering with, with what would otherwise be their utopia. This is how it felt. Again, no one said this, but I'm not the only one. And, you know, you, you probably know a few people, if you don't feel that way yourself, who felt like, oh, that flag feels a little different. You know, walking down the street, you see that flag, you're feeling a little less comfortable than you did growing up, right? So these people that love this flag, you know, it's a symbol of, the, of our country, right? This is what they say. This is, you know, I'm proud American, you know, that sort of thing. They love the flag. You know, they don't, they, they get mad if people burn the flag, they, you know, and as, as they should, you know, as a sign of disrespect, you know, but these are people that really take this symbol to mean something, right? They get the tattoos of it. They have stickers on their cars and hang it in front of their house and so forth, right? Wear shirts, which you're not supposed to do according to flag code, but you know, not everybody reads that. Not everybody knows, but you know, they get clothing made out of the flag. Those same people fail to see the issue with someone smearing feces in the Capitol building, the Capitol of the United States of America. Those same people don't seem to take issue with someone waving a Confederate flag in the rotunda of the Capitol building. And I believe it was Dave Chappelle that pointed out that not even the Confederate Army had done that. That, in and of itself, is a sign of disrespect. And, you know, again, on that side, nothing to see here. It feels very hypocritical, right? I'll take the flag thing a step further. Um, we all know that uh, Colin Kaepernick kneeled during the national anthem because he felt like in doing that, he could use his platform, use his stage to bring attention to the injustices that were um, experienced by black and brown people in this country at the hands of police and that there was no federal uh, legislation or any, any champions to address the systemic problems with policing in this country as it pertains to black and brown folks. And people lost it. Lost it. They said he was disrespecting the flag. Now, a lot of those people have that thin blue line flag 
You know what I'm talking about? The the flag where it's all gray and black and there's a blue line and it's meant to support police. And there's some other folks that have a red line there. And I guess that's meant to support uh, <laughs> firemen and, and women. And then there's one, you know, I live in Arizona. So there's a green one with a green stripe. And I guess that's meant to support border contro- control, you know. But again, if you look at U.S. flag code, you'll see that kneeling is actually acceptable during the national anthem. You know what's not acceptable? Changing the colors of the flag. Now, some people have to know this. And these people tend to be very vocal about that. But again, if it doesn't suit their narrative, we're not going to hear about it. During the January 6th committee hearings, once Cassidy Hutchinson, uh, for those that don't know, she's a, a White House aide. Uh, she was the assistant to, I believe, the chief of staff, um, the top aide uh, in uh, Donald Trump's um, chief of staff, uh, his department. The events that she recalled and was uh, compelled to testify about really painted a very bad picture for Donald Trump, for the administration and for the events of January 6th. Um, the assumption, of course, is that all these folks are Republicans. A handful of them, when compelled to testify, uh, came forth like her and fulfilled their duty to this country, not to their party. And in doing that, compelled other folks, Republicans, to come forward. And, you know, maybe somebody's got to go for it first. Maybe, you know, there's, you know, some folks are scared or, you know, they, they feel the tide turning and they're like, look, you know, I got to save my own skin. I can't protect this guy, Donald Trump anymore. I got to get out there and tell the truth. Who knows? Right. But overall, on the right, what I've seen more often than not is folks trying to minimize the events of January 6th, minimize the findings of the United States House Select Committee or shift the narrative in such a way that it doesn't look as hypocritical as it is. And I think that that's something that we need to know about as we move forward. You know, a lot of folks say that, you know, in a two-party system, no one gets everything that they want. Um, so most folks are left to choose the lesser of two evils. But if I'm choosing between the lesser of two evils, I think that I'd want to choose the one that has a little bit more of a committed relationship with the truth and with reality and can own their mistakes um, out loud and fully in front of the American people. And I think that that goes a long way. I can't say what other people want or don't want because, again, it feels like it's sort of devolved into tribalism. But this is where we are. This is what I've seen. This is what you've seen. You know, this isn't that I didn't do any independent research that is not available on primetime and television for the whole country to see. 
the whole world to see, in fact. So I think that it's time for us to really start examining, especially those of us who are kind of in the middle, those of us who are independent when it comes to how we uh, affiliate ourselves politically, call ourselves independents. It's really time to reassess what our values are. And I think more importantly, what values we expect from our leadership in the political arena. Now, maybe this feels different to you. And if so, of course, reach out to me. I'm Ramses Ja on all social media. And of course, you can reach out through the iHeartRadio app. Just use the red microphone talkback feature. I'd love to hear your thoughts and I'd love to share them with our audience. So let's have this conversation between me and you. We'll find our way through it together. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show is produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.